Hello, Eskimo brothers and sisters. It is us. 536, good morning. On, let's see, Wednesday, July 31st. We have now pulled seven months off the calendar. We are in full back-to-school season. Sorry or yay? Uh, We have a busy show today. We'll get to some Bachelorette stuff. If you expected uh, what happened, do you know what happened last night? Yeah, I read some of the stuff this morning. I was like, okay. If you were uh, if you were thinking it was not going to be perhaps the most drama filled finale ever, well, I've got some windmill cookies for you. I actually don't, <laughs> but I would really love. I want to know what flavor they were. I didn't see that. Uh, we'll get to some bachelorette stuff with Hannah and all the rest. Short. It's the perfect topic for today. We want to do a shortest marriages topic. It's not for the bachelorette or bachelorette or bachelor. We can even make it shortest engagements. Mm-hmm. Of course, like Britney is the all-timer, but short serious relationships, like not dating or relationship, but marriage or engagement right after seven o'clock. And then you do it, but you don't like it. Because relationship, a lot of relationship stuff in the 7 o'clock hour. Our friend Kiri, um, I've been calling him to my friend Heidi, who will also be joining Kiri today, Uncle Kiri. Uh, okay. He's an imposing fellow, so I probably won't call him that to his face. <laughs> All right. Uh, our friends from the uh, Mental Health Resource RFS Tackle will be here. We've tracked down Logan and Sam from MidStory to talk about their Saturday event. To call us or to text us, 419-240-1055, 419-240-1055. Um, it's the Morning Reboot, 538. Good morning. It's Eric Chase and the one and only Floyd. Hi. Hi. Hello. Hello. What did you, uh, you smiled, you snickered, were you pulling out text messages? Uh, yeah, when you said, text us, I said, oh yeah, I gotta bring that up. Yeah. Because our old format just went into our phones, we're like, it, there's a little bubble on the it was side. An, I, I use the app. Yeah. But... And if you're a Twitter user like we are, um, mo- mobile, <laughs> mobile Twitter is fine. Mm. Desktop Twitter, after Ooh, the change, is, I don't know what that is. It's not friendly. I can't tell if I've click to see new messages or not um i let's save all the Jaden stuff for the second segment because i do want to apologize for pillorying you with like his his follower tally yesterday all day yeah. i was on your instant message i was on your your messenger i was on your sorry it's okay if it makes you feel better i probably got none of it because i was locked out of my phone for four hours last night Oh, I, I was doing the daytime. Oh, daytime? Oh, what? yeah, I can't have my phone on at work, so it's good. What was your phone drama? Um, I went to do the update, <laughs> and my computer decided to die in the middle of the update. Computer or phone? A computer died. Like, it just... Who does that? It was... What? You update your phone with your computer? I was using it for a hotspot, and I was like, do you want to update right now? I said, well, might as well, since I'm here. Then all of a sudden, it was just like... Got and I was it. like, ah! So then, my internet wasn't working, so like. Like, ask my next door neighbor. He's like, yeah, mine is not working either. And I was like, oh, crap. I cursed it yesterday. So, so then I, I um, waddled over to George's, and I was like, going to use their internet, but it, it was Euchre night, so everyone's on the Wi-Fi. And I was just like, ah. So then I got in my car and drove all the way across down to my sister's. I was like, can I use your internet? And she's like, what happened to you? I said, like, don't worry about it. I need your internet. I got to update my phone. Also, I have to send an email like i had to send an important email which i'll tell you about off the air which i never got to send but so yeah i was up to like midnight last night trying to figure out because you have to hard reset so i was doing it this way i was trying to download the software 
with my phone connected because it was just frozen. The screen just had the Apple thing with right. the little line under it. It was it was frozen. So like yeah. I Googled. Apparently it's a thing, it happens. You just have to wait wait for it to catch up with itself. It eight thirty and when was my Facebook at twelve fifteen? It's when it was just like Do you have I was so mad. I was like, All right, let me just sleep on it. And of course, I'm one of those people tossing and turning, looking at my phone like, oh, it's still there. I'm sorry that I cursed us by yet again asking yesterday, <laughs> whose cable actually goes out? It was um, out. Do you have an extra device at home? Like phone-wise? Tab- yeah. You know, I do have an iPad. I just never use it. It's literally just collecting dust on the bottom shelf of my TV stand. were you concerned about not waking up? No, 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 because my little Fitbit vibrates on my hand. Got it. At... 4.30, so I wasn't worried about the alarm. I was just like, this email I was trying to send, I was like, oh, crap. And then I, someone, it was just a lot of stuff happening in a short amount of time, and you're like, oh, I feel like I'm on a deadline, and so I went to one place, went to the other. 12.15, my phone was just like, hey, the update happened. I was just frozen for a minute. Glad I left Tiana's house before you got over there. Oh, you're so gross. And then, like, so I was trying to message Stefan. I don't even know if he, I don't even know where we're together right now because I was like, I'm sorry, what? I, mean, I, was, I was being sarcastic. I was like, I don't even know where we're because I haven't talked to him for like four hours. Like, Aww. so I couldn't like log in because here's the thing. Here's the other part about being locked out of your phone for four hours. My Facebook got disabled because I don't know the password. So, and then my messenger got disabled. So I couldn't communicate with my mom, my sister. And here's another funny story. You should probably learn these phone numbers off your hand because yeah. I knew none of them. And I didn't even know what apartment number my mom was. I just got lucky that my sister my sister lives above my mom. So I just got lucky that, like, some guy was walking out as I was walking in. And I knocked on my sister's door. She's like, what are you doing here? And I was like, can I use your internet? I could call... So funny. We, I, you you let think about this if you want to do this topic one day. I, I could call my dad mm-hmm. if I didn't have my phone. So my favorites. Yes. Dad, mom. My mom's passed mm-hmm. away, but I keep it there just to think about her. Mm-hmm. My brother, my friend Ash, you and Russ. I could call my dad in this entire device. <laughs> the only number you know? Is my dad. And uh, here's the weird part. I don't... I'm gonna get laughed at. I don't know my mom's number off the top of my head, or my sister's, or my ne- or my sister, or my nephew. However, I do know all three of our old home phone numbers. Well, you always remember that. I was like, what happens? Why? If, what happens if little Floyd gets lost? Right. I knew. I know. Four one nine. Four seven four. Other four numbers. But yeah, like so. I I was in. It was a mess. So like, as soon as my phone turned on, so I text Stefan like twelve fifteen. I was like, hey, I've been locked out on my phone for four hours. Hi. But I know he he's sleeping, so I was just like, but well, he'll get it at some point, but yeah. There may be no more indicator of just how connected to our phones we are than the, the, the fact that we don't know important people's numbers. So my sister and I were talking last night. We're like, this is a fairly new concept. Think about it, like Technology like this is only, what, 10 to 15 years old? What did we do beforehand? How did we communicate with people? Memorize things. Because I legit was... I was like, oh god, I can't call, I can't text or call anyone. When when this happens, like if my my phone is ever updating, I kind of take it as some as a social media and, and mobile phone detachment. Just mm-hmm. like go listen to birds sing or something. <laughs> um, I want to apologize. They are not the strongest ones possible. 
but they are a little uh, mentholated. <laughs> they say throat and chest. Uh, it's. I went to Fresh Time yesterday to do uh-huh. some shopping, and I needed something for my throat because it hurt after screaming at Andre at 3 a.m. <laughs> uh, mental, menthol, cough suppressant, oral anesthetic. So it doesn't smell bad like Halls. Is it the ones that taste really weird? Like, on Would you tongue? like to try one? God, give it a try. So I'd like to apologize to you and our dear audience if you hear me sucking on one of these things because I'm still trying to remedy my throat. <laughs> I don't know why I feel like... If you'd like, I have some. Uh, I'd be happy to share one of these with you. I have some mango ginger or some lemon ginger tea. No, remember when I bruised my throat back in the day because I thought I was Ariana Grande, and I, had, I talked like this for like a good old week, and you said try some tea, and I was like, no, it burns. Tea is very helpful. Uh, Five forty-five with the morning reboot on Q and Five. I will. We will have. I our, hate cough drops. We'll have our cough drops now, but the amazingness of Jay next on Q. Talking to my- 548, 549 now on Wednesday, July 31st. Good morning. It's the morning reboot here on Q105. We're glad you're with us. Shortest marriages or shortest engagements right after 7 o'clock. And from the meme that I posted last night, uh, it, it's a it says, till death do us part. And it's a woman in a wedding dress saying, I'm on it with a shotgun. And I'm like, <laughs> too oh. soon. I was thinking like bachelor, bachelorette style, Britney style. It just didn't work out. Uh-huh. Now I'm wondering if. We're dredging up, are dredging up bad feelings for someone, like someone who got married and then there was like a horrific death after two months. Wow. We'll take those calls too. Oh <laughs> yeah, we'll do anything. For, yes, we will. For, we don't. We don't shy away from sensitive subjects here. Look, it's life. It happens. Most of us are functioning adults. Most of, half of us are functioning I'll adults. Say, there you go. Four one nine two four zero one zero five five. The shortest marriage you personally know of. Get us. Uh, get us that. You can do it via text, and then we'll take calls and comments after 7 o'clock. So I I, I realize that you can't get to your phone much during uh, your other work day because you've got to keep an eye on, on the kids. Sneak it sometimes. But I couldn't... I couldn't uh, I felt like I was talking to myself yesterday, but I needed to talk to you because I know we're both big Jaden fans. Mm-hmm. And he was taking off yesterday, and we we mentioned yesterday how uh, MJ Lee of CNN, who I guess was in town a couple days ago for the Elizabeth Warren uh, rally over at uh, Scott Park, she mentioned him, and his followers started to to blow up. And I think, do you remember he was what a thousand, two thousand when we hung with him last week? And then it, yes, and then at the end of the show yesterday, he was at nine thousand. Yesterday? Yes. Okay. So he started to boom a little bit. And as you saw, I kept texting you about it or messaging you or so did my mom. having the dogs bark <laughs> to you. Last I checked this morning, I think he's a little over 18,000 followers. Um, he's about to be verified before me and I'm about to be so mad. Yesterday, he was up in Detroit doing like pregame for the yeah. debate. Let me give you some of that. Jaden Jefferson is with me here. Jaden, good to see you. Nice good to, to see, see you. you. A pleasure. Oh, it's a joy for me to be here. It's so. a joy. It's, it's a, a joy. joy. Now, Jaden, it is July, and hey, um, it was summer camp microphone. just not like challenging enough. Like the kids at camp aren't reading the Mueller report. Like why? Why are you here, my dear? Well, summer camp. I've never been that kind of person. I'm that person who's like, I want to do my own thing during the summer. So usually, I don't do summer camps. It's either me just sitting at the house uh, during just sitting down and watching TV and watching the news 
or it's me going out and shooting stories like I did this summer. So let's talk about the news and your story, your big scoop with Senator Warren. Like, what, what, what was she like? And have you had an opportunity to interview any of the other candidates? Like, who, who impresses you the most? Well, when I interviewed Elizabeth Warren, that was the only presidential candidate I've interviewed. And after shooting the interview, I wasn't thinking much about it. I'm just like, oh, yeah, I got an exclusive with Elizabeth Warren. But then, no big deal. But then when I got all the media attention, I was like, am I actually here right now? So it was just a shock. And interviewing her, she treated me like any other reporter. A lot of people pointed that out on Twitter, is that she didn't treat me like I was a little kid. She took me seriously. Did you I feel like that? Did you feel like that from her? Um, No, I didn't feel like I was being treated like a little child. I felt like I was being treated like a journalist, which I want to be treated anywhere I go. Do you watch in the video now? I, yeah, I see it. I like, I'm... <clears throat> He's sitting at the desk in Detroit at, with CNN in, in the middle of the, like, not like yelling people time in the middle of the day, like four o'clock middle of the day, the the countdown clock is on to the debate. And he has like the little pop star microphone that the little NFL people talk when they do the pregame and the postgame stuff. Yep. He's totally official. Um, He's going to get a blue check. Good for you. I think that's that's overrated. I want one. They started blue checking everybody. Well, not me. All you have to do is like go through the process. They'll they'll check you. I've been through the process. I got try- denied. Why? I don't know. They said I could try again in sixty days. I was like, whatever. Uh, it's the morning reboot. Q one hundred five four one nine two four zero one zero five five. He. W- I think we both agree that when, in meeting him. It was refreshing mm-hmm. for most of the people we're around because most people aren't ever around. Someone as invigorating and passionate mm-hmm. and refreshing as Jaden. Um, I'm I'm a believer. If there's ever like reincarnation, there is truly in some kind of old soul in him. Yeah, and I think we kind of asked him the question that 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 CNN anchor did, like what summer camp wasn't enough. And I think we asked like, why are you doing this? Like, go play video games. And he's talking about how he always like news. I have something else because I woke up to seeing this, and I. I don't think he's getting a big head. I just think he knows he knows his business. Okay. Um, I'll explain what I'm talking about if you don't get it here. But this is now Jaden on MSNBC. Off the Elizabeth Warren interview yesterday. Uh, thanks for joining me. Oh, no problem. I'm glad to be here. Great. Well, look, what did you want to get out of your interview with Senator Warren? What did you want to learn? And do you think there's anything about your interview that might be different than, than others? I would say that the one thing that really made my interview different from others is that it was exclusive. No other news uh, organization had gotten that interview. Although I've gotten some people on uh, social media say, well, this wasn't exclusive. She's done this with other people. Well, there's a lot of exclusive interviews, but the thing about exclusive interviews is that they're exclusive. So they're all unique, but they're all exclusive. You know, you're speaking our language because we love to tout exclusives. (laughs) Be. Is that amazing? That is like walking up to like a megastar at the Grammys and be like, do you really think you deserve those five Grammys? <laughs> no! He was like, okay, I mean, let me school you for a second. Incredible. Snap him out. Incredible. He hushed him up. He didn't even know what to say. He's like, uh, you're speaking our language, kid. That's not how a journalist talks. I'm excited for him and where this will all lead to like we we the other I'm day in. when his dad James w- was here and they were hanging out with us like Northwestern uh Medill School of Journalism and other you know great universities mm-hmm. he and we're thinking I was thinking when he's 
17 or 18. He could be at these pl- He could bypass all of that and be on wherever by the time he's fi- he's 11. He could be drafted as a journalist yes. out of high school. Yep. Excuse me. I'm clutching my cough. Crunch. My cough drop. Crunch. He's uh he is quite frankly stunning and I, and I hope that this just isn't <sighs> Because he's good. He is he's good. He's really good. He has the stuff to back it up. Like, you know, some stuff you see through the summer, you're like, oh, look at this kid going viral, blah, blah, blah. But, like, this kid isn't going viral. This is what he wants to do. Yeah. Like, there's a difference in a cat playing a piano getting a million likes and whatever. But this kid is just like, you can give me the likes or not. I'm still going to report on this. Like, that's awesome. Like. For sure. Ah, I love it. Tarek and Floyd, the morning reboot, Q105, 419-240-1055. I would as a ringtone, though. You know, that's the thing about exclusives. <laughs> yes, tell me. Tell me one more time. He let him have it. I ain't even going to lie about it. He let him have it. I would like to talk to his dad, James, again, who is great to visit with mm-hmm. as well. He, uh, They both talked about Jaden's older brother. I'd like to know how, because this is the, 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 the amateur psychologist in me i'd like to know how his older brother is dealing with this like well they're years apart too i think so i think yeah. he's like an, an older teen yeah just 16 just, 17 yeah yeah so i'd like to know how and i i, I hope he's uh i i would guess he, he's got a lot of pride and he's very proud mm-hmm. of his brother i and i hope everyone here in toledo is very proud of of Jaden because this is like the antithesis of only in toledo <laughs> right you know i hate um but i'm curious if if his dad, if James has to talk to Jaden's older, older, older brother about like any kind of jealousy or envy, right. he was like, "Here's your little brother who used to like pick on and maybe." No, like, I think he's a teenager who's just like, "Man, no. I hope so. I'm not gonna get. <laughs> I'm good. I, I hope so because, you know, I don't have I, I, I picked on my younger brother, uh-huh. and you guys aren't far enough. You and Tian aren't far oh, enough no, apart to, here. <laughs> um, to where there's there's a, like a parental aspect to it. But I wonder if his dad. Jaden's dad has talked to his to his older brother about like jealousy and envy, and you know your brother is now a viral star. And how <laughs> how a dad manages well, that? Remember what he said when they were here that um, he was Jaden was very humble when he talked about his brother. On the weekends they do college visits because he's prepping for college. So mm-hmm. I think maybe he's that teen who's just focused on his focus. Like most teenagers are selfish anyway. Your so. brother was on CNN before. <laughs> this a teenager is- don't care about CNN. Not Jaden. No, no, his, a teenager doesn't care about CNN. His brother, but it, it, but Jaden is like a, now a viral sensation. I know, but I'm saying like a teenager, he doesn't probably look at Jaden the way we look at Jaden. He's like, oh, that's just my brother. Like when people walk at him, but I think he understands that his brother is now like approaching celebrity status. Yeah, but he's also a teenager who's just like, okay, I gotta go to college. I, I don't think I, I don't think he's affected by it the way we think he is. I'm not saying that that he is for sure, but I'm I'm. I'd like to know. I'd like to, to see how how Jaden's brother is. I want to come here, but man, no, I don't care. Um, maybe I should ask Jaden if we. Uh, I'll tweet Jaden. Hey, would your brother like to visit? Can we get an exclusive with your brother? Like, here's the thing about exclusive. He's my brother. I've already talked to him, so no. Right. It cannot possibly be excuse exclusive because yeah. Right. Five fifty nine with the morning reboot. I shared that uh, that article. Maybe you've read some of it about uh, the year in music nineteen ninety nine. Is that what that was? Yeah. Um, I want to go back to that year, 1999, and all the great pop music that was happening for our next segment in less than 15 minutes. Q105 Studio. 612 here on Q105. Good morning. 
Oh. It's the morning reboot. Eric and oh. Floyd. Q105, 1055 a little bit after 7 o'clock, about an hour from now. Can you tell us, can you talk about with us the shortest serious relationships you're aware of? Maybe it was one of yours. Not like not like really seriously dating, uh, but marriage, short engagement, um, whatever it may be, like the whole Britney type thing. Two weeks, two months, shortest marriages, shortest engagements right after seven o'clock. A lot of relationship stuff in the seven hour. That's our that's our uh, oh, that's our homage to to the Bachelorette ending mm-hmm. last night. Um, there is, uh, I told you there's a website that I enjoy called The Ringer, the Ringer, yes. theringer.com. And this week, um, they have been focusing on the, on the year in music, 1999 artists, stories. Uh, they, they did a whole think piece on no scrubs mm. versus no pigeons. I know you remember oh, that. Oh, no pigeons. Yeah. That was the, the answer back. They tried. Yeah, that, <laughs> they tried. That was the clapback to, to no scrubs, and the, the sporty thieves who did that did another thing as well. It never took off. Can we can we call it a clapback, or is it more like a little you crazy tap. little tap, tap back? You crazy. And nineteen ninety nine was like I don't want to say my coming of age, but it was when I left home, moved to Detroit, started. Um, I got fully immersed in in doing all of this. And arguably, it was the best year of pop music ever. It was the the peak of Backstreet Boys. In sync was zooming along, ready to do bye bye bye. Mm-hmm. They had all the record label drama, and that's what spawned that record, Britney. And what stands out in my mind about that year is the 1999 VMAs were like the best VMAs ever. Like you had Prince introducing TLC, Britney Spears and In Sync did that collab together. Um, whether you like it or not, Kid Rock opened the show with like "Ba What a Ba." Like you know, it was just all these array of people that like whether, like you said, whether you like them or not, you catch yourself humming music from that 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 gear period. It is it is truly a mark in music's history for everything you just talked about. Mm-hmm. Oh, Dr. Dre and Eminem. Yep, I was, I was trying to think of all the great performances that year. Um. So I want to play a little Kill Bang Mary. Okay. Game kids love. Um, <laughs> uh, with the artists from that year, okay? KBM. First up. Um, and I couldn't get to everybody because there okay. were some artists that I wanted to include and I, I try to keep these genre. First up, KBM. Cher. Ooh. Believe was that year. Share yeah. Celine Dion. Ooh. Sarah McLaughlin. Oh, we get rid of Sarah McLaughlin. We're getting. I Who's don't need. Who's gonna save the dog? No one needs to save the. Do- Those were trained actors. Oh, that, the dogs. The dogs were trained actors shivering in that okay. box. Share Celine. Sarah McLaughlin. So I probably. Bang share because she's going to be here forever. Can we use KBM? I just K- don't want the heat. Yeah, okay, I don't want the need. Let me write that down. I don't even like saying that word. Ugh. K. Um. Sarah. M, uh, Celine, B, Cher. Okay, we'll slide over to the Divas. KBM, Whitney, Ooh. Mariah, Ooh. who had Heartbreaker that year, and Jennifer Lopez got started. Mm, Jennifer Lopez. Um, let's 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 be Jennifer Lopez because she doesn't age. Not crazy that I'll never get old. And we'll well you know R.I.P. The other one. Oh. Um, next up, Cisco, Ja Rule, and I don't know if he had a, he's never really had a (laughs) mega hit, but I wanted to pop, Cisco, Ja Rule, Tyrese. All right, so I marry Ja Rule because he has some hard times. Um, 
K Tyrese because he's he's going through some things now, and then we'll we'll be Cisco because it's Cisco and he's a little pocket man. So next up, KBM, <laughs> Third Eye Blind, ooh, gross, Smash Mouth, who's all over Twitter these days, and Sugar Ray. I gave you bands. Sorry. So I be Sugar Ray because obviously, um, Mary Smash Mouth. K third eye blind because I really don't know much about them except their really weird logo. Wish you would step back from that ledge, my yeah, friend. Mm. Do, 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 do. Oh, that's them. Yeah, I said good day. Next up, we had a Latin explosion that year. We did. KBM, mm-hmm. Ricky Martin, Enrique Iglesias with a mole, Mark Anthony. So we're gonna K Mark Anthony because he looks like a wet rat. Uh, we're gonna marry um, Moly. And we're going to be Ricky Martin. I like those. Next up, <laughs> KBM. Brandy, Aww. Monica, Janet. Oh, wow. Okay, so ooh. we're going to be Janet because she was all about that oozing, that sex appeal back in the day. Okay. Um, we'll marry. Mm, that's hard because they were like the same person. You're not married. Brandy was a bad driver. You're right, she that one thing happened. Oh, that was Brandy awful. See your heart okay, so we'll do that. I'm sorry. Oh, we're going to K. Brandy, Mary Monica. I like that. Angel of Mine is still one of my favorite songs ever. I was ever. always a Monica fan anyway. Me too. Me too. Uh, last one. going to give you songs here. The biggest hip-hop songs of the year. Word. Um, KBM. Can I Get A? Can I Get A? Okay. Got Your Money. What's that? Oh, is that ODB? Yeah. Oh, yes. Back that thing up. Okay, so we're going... Oh, we're going to marry back that thing up because you know that's my favorite song of all time. Um, B, hey, dirty, maybe I got you. And K, the other one, because I already forgot what you said. Can I get her? Oh, yeah, that's the one with Amelia. What's her name? The girl in this song? Amelia? I, I think Amelia. Yeah. And then Ja Rule yeah. was on that as well. Yeah. Um, if you uh, would like me to share this article of 1999 with you, just send me a DM. Another song that the edited version is worse than the actual version. Correct. <laughs> um, yeah, it's a great... I hope you take some time over the weekend to read that. Yeah. There's some great anecdotes in there. In fact, um, there's been there's interesting lyrics in that ODB song, mm-hmm. and he's dead now, if you didn't know. Um, he had a, a troubled life as well. But the lyrics in that song, if you read them out loud, <laughs> or you think about them, they make no sense, and then you read them out loud in the vulgar way they're meant to be, it's like, oh, okay, that makes total sense. I loved reading that little anecdote about I, it. It's one of my favorites. I know Johnny plays it sometimes. ODB? Yeah. <laughs> he he has some weird... <laughs> okay. 619 with the morning. Reboot on Q105. A lot more on that flash mob at Walmart that almost hit another one the other night next. Good news, bad news, breaking news, fake news, local news, and even real news. And yeah, just the news you need with the morning reboot with Eric Chase on Q105. Floyd's got his papers. We're ready to roll here. A lot more details about the flash mob the other night at Sylvania's Walmart on mm-hmm. Central. 24 people, mostly between the ages of 13 and 18, are listed as possible suspects in the disturbance uh, in which a group of teens with selfie sticks and phones were recording themselves knocking over property. So this is what the problem was. 
Oh. Uh, the teens were reportedly walking through freshly waxed floors, knocking over pallets of freight, and rode electric scooters into fixtures while throwing merchandise on the floor. No damages or thefts were reported, but charges are pending a review of the surveillance video, which we're not probably going to see. Uh, Sylvania Township police officials said they have not requested it. A Walmart, Walmart employee told the police... The group was destroying the store and video recording it. The employee said she asked the teens to leave, but they continued to wreak havoc on the way out, including knocking the doors off the track and... (laughs) (laughs) Wait a minute! Did I just read that? I didn't didn't read this when I read this. What? I I will rewind... The employee said she asked the teens to leave, but they continue to cause havoc on the way out, including knocking the doors off the track and calling me a cracker. I just got so mad. Uh, Calling me a cracker. The incident apparently was spurred by a Facebook event post in which people were instructed to meet at various area Walmarts, as well as the Steak and Shake on Reynolds. What? The Holland police chief said that after the incident at the Central Avenue Walmart, they were tipped off that they were heading to the Walmart on McCord, which is the one I believe at Spring Meadows, and officers were there waiting. Get these people back to school so fast. What is going on, Toledo? Come on now. Look, if you just would have wanted done a fun little flash mob, you would have been okay. Right. If you would have just did a little flash mob to Senorita, yes. <laughs> yes. we would have been fine. Co- a couple of Toledo council people are hope. Oh, sorry, did you have a thought on the last thought on the thing? I was going to say, like, why Walmart? That they are under. They have more open. security than Fort Knox. Like, you know your face is on one of those screens. They're open, that's why. Idiots. Ah, uh, okay, go. Kid- <laughs> I would, <laughs> so I, bad. I was reading this story. I'm like, why would you do this? And I'm like, kids. Right. Um, two council people are hopeful the new regulations regarding boarded up buildings will make abandoned and vacant homes less of an eyesore in the city's neighborhoods. Uh, Peter Ruvagi. From D3, Yvonne Harper, Nick's buddy from D4, introduced what they're calling the Better Board Up Program. The goal is to secure structures that are either awaiting demolition or rehab in a way that doesn't affect criminal activity. Sorry, attract criminal activity or graffiti. Even if we have to board up a building, we ought to be doing it with some respect for the community and the neighborhood, Uvagi said. The Toledo Arts Commission in the past has spruced up boarded homes with colorful paintings. And Uvagi and Harper said they'd like to see more of that. Tom Winooski, who's been under some fire lately for another matter, said he wanted to ensure the new methods wouldn't make it more difficult for fire crews to enter a building in an emergency. Uvagi assured him the new boards would not be a safety issue. Um, I know that at some point, like, this stuff would be destroyed, mm-hmm. but I can think of worse things for some bored kids to do <laughs> than go make those things look nice. Right. Oh, Toledo. Uh, BG is home to three elementary schools currently. That number could be whittled down to one. It's something that needs to be done, according to their superintendent, Francis Scrucci. Um, Recently, the district approved placing an issue on November's ballot for a new $40 million consolidated elementary. Uh, Operating one building as opposed to three is fiscally more responsible and beneficial to the district's finances. Um, some parents have some concerns. There's a good amount of pride that goes into having these little elementaries, says Kathleen Paul. That's just too many people all in one place, all at one time, according to Richard Schroh. And they both feel a sing- single building would hurt neighborhoods. People want to buy houses near schools for obvious reasons, such as kids being able to walk to school. Reasonable concern. Yeah. I'll counter that with saying, I I went to I grew, my high school had 
4,000 kids in it, mm-hmm. and I graduated with like 500, and one of the things that I'm most grateful for growing up was the amount of kids that I, the amount of kids and the color of their faces, mm-hmm. ethnicities, and all the diversities that they brought that I had to fuse myself into as a teenager. Right. That shapes who you are. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, so I graduated with just about that many too. Yeah, it was Yeah, it was about about the same. Like we were, we were it was a, yeah, one we of the were biggest schools. Diverse, yeah. But like it definitely shaped who I am as a person. So, yeah, the more the how long was your graduation? Oh, I don't remember. But it was hot. Ours was like three and a half hours. Yeah, and they they messed up something of mine when they read it. When they did, did they read out like scholarships and achievements? Yeah, they did that before they started handing out diplomas. I do remember that, and I was like, oh, all these people got all this money. Why didn't I apply myself a little more? They read the scholarship I got, but to the wrong school. <laughs> oh, did they? You were like... My, minor oversight, but yes, they they read what uh, my name and uh-huh. the scholarship to Temple University. Oh, whatever they messed it up. But you were like, not I'm not deal. going there. <laughs> right, right, right. Uh, a walleye favorite coming back. Shane Burschback, who you know, you know that name. Is he related to Jay Burschback? Perhaps distantly, but oh. he's uh, he's been with the walleye for quite some time. Uh, for quite some time, he'll be back for another season next year. He's their all-time leader in points, assists, and games played, and he's agreed to terms to play another year. I'm ready for another season, and I'm excited that it's going to be in Toledo. Yay! Played my whole career here, and I couldn't ask for a better spot, and I'm looking forward to it. He's the all-time walleye leader in points with 330 and assists with 234. He passed Kyle Rogers last season for all-time games played when he appeared in the 320th contest in Toledo. And... Well, one final story, maybe something else. Uh, Playing video games can help you pay your way through college. Lords, who I believe also has a craft beer program partnered with Inside the Five, Lords is one of a growing number of colleges and universities fielding esports teams. At Lords, the students receive an average of about $6,000 in scholarship money every year. They're both men and women on the team, and they play against other schools throughout the country. And like traditional sports, they do exercises to prepare for the competitions. Once the season starts, they'll train and practice several times a week. The training will include everything from cardio to stretches and workouts for their hands. The season kicks off in September. I just remember, speaking of high school, like all the varsity jackets, like soccer, football, basketball, Fortnite. Right. <laughs> Different times, man. And we have, uh, they've done a lot of advertising with us. Uh, Contender Esports mm-hmm. next to B-Dubs on Central. They just had the Fortnite World Championships at Arthur Ashe Stadium. Yes. And did you see the video of it? I watched it. I it was watched packed. all 15 minutes of like, it was like a compilation of like, I, did it stretch for two days? I think it was, I think it was, yes. I think it was multiple days. So like I watched like a 15 minute compilation. And those people were in it. Like not the gamers. The audience, yep. like, they were like, ah, oh, oh, and when the kid won, I've never seen so many people so happy for the little 16-year-old who's now a multimillionaire. Right. I was like, get it, boo. One last thing. Uh, the Major League Baseball trade deadline is today at, I think, 4 o'clock, and the first big trade last night was made by the Indians to the Astros. Reds. Oh, I was trying to keep up. There you go. Did you see the video the other day? The I think we watched it. The Indians pitcher who got taken out of the game and chucked the ball from the mound over center field. No, they traded him. Oh. He uh, he marches. They didn't get rid of my Bieber, did they? No, he pitched last night. He's 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 their best pitcher right now. But um, Trevor Bauer is an interesting character. <laughs> he is a he's a different dude. Sports. And then last night, if you want to watch this, um. A player for the Reds mm-hmm. from Cincinnati 
there was something brewing, like going back like weeks. He charged the dugout. The the op- opposing team? Correct. One person versus all of them? Yes. Was and he ASAP Rocky? I, What's happening? Oh, and I saw <laughs> an ESPN commentator made another kind of relatable uh, analogy. It was like Jon Snow on the Battle of the Bastards. <laughs> 641, some Bachelorette stuff to finally wrap that up next. 655, Q105, the morning reboot. Shortest marriages and engagements. That's after 7 o'clock, which is not far off. Good morning, it's Eric and Floyd, Wednesday, July 31st. I don't think I've reminded you to get the podcast um, much lately. For Text Eric to 419-240-1055. Around 10 o'clock each day, uh, each day's episode is up and posted. No songs, no commercials, just content. The Bachelorette is at long last, finally over. Um, are you aware of how this all went down? Yeah. So, uh, Hannah ditched Tyler mm-hmm. for, for Jed. Who was there for ulterior motive? For, forgive us if we if we whiff on some of this. We're not bachelor bachelorette <laughs> experts, but I'm I'm not surprised that this ended the way that it did. I don't think anybody is with how independent she has been and, and outspoken. And she, independence a good word. She knew when she said it herself after the show or, or during the show, but she knew. I mean, she Matt. You know, there's people who what it was uh, like. Some people. Just play Survivor yeah. better than others. Yeah. She played this perfectly. In fact, I had a story yesterday. Um, one of the former Bachelorette contestants said what we what we all know. Like nobody goes on this for love. They go on it for for Instagram followers. Yeah. Hannah played this perfectly. Anyway. Um <laughs> Oh Hannah. She she ditched Tyler, kept Jed, got engaged. Got, there was Jed drama because there was some shady stuff in his past. Mm-hmm. Jed got dumped, and then Tyler returned at the end of the show. And oh yeah, by the way, Demi Lovato was there with windmill cookies. Was she really? She is the Bachelorette's biggest fan. Oh, but Lord. let's go back to Windmill Peter. Okay, he finally opened up about an ex girlfriend's claims that uh, he was the windmill guy, right? Peter was the windmill guy. Yes, because uh, uh, he all he got called out by an ex saying he dumped me to go on the show. Mm-hmm. There was a lot of truth to what she said in her story, but there's also a lot of truth that wasn't mentioned. The show had absolutely nothing to do with me ending the relationship. Uh, model Kaylee Lutz told ET a couple weeks ago they were in a serious relationship for six months and had talked about moving in together before he broke things off around Christmas. I thought there was another girl, so I looked at his recent followers on Instagram. Um. Weber comes back and says, I was, in a very, I was very serious in trying to progress the relationship and move it forward, and she wasn't on the same page as me. That being said, I wasn't going to waste her time or mine, but the casting process and my first interview was months before the breakup. He says he regrets any pain he may have caused his ex and says he's, he's even, he has an even clearer perspective on painful breakups now given his recent experience. Um, this is the way of the world. Why did you guys break up? He had more Instagram followers than me. like, And they came out of nowhere. So he, I knew something was up. I was like, really? Girl, calm down. Boy, too. He says he was more serious than she was. Um, back to the Demi thing. She made an appearance on the season finale. And was, uh, did she look good? You know, She always her. looks good. Picture's up on our Facebook page if you want to see it. Okay. Uh, I interrupt this social media break with this very important and iconic snapshot of windmill cookies with my new favorite person, Alabama Hannah. And guess what? Jesus still loves us. Um, so she was very excited. But it ended how you could expect. 
with Hannah as the big star. She got it. Um, I need this 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 yummy Michael Johnson, a little yummy black man. That when, she likes? The one Demi likes? Yeah. Demi, yeah. He needs to be next bachelor. That, that is some fine piece of man meat. They've never had a black... It will probably never happen, but I'm just saying, like, he is very attractive. Did you see the picture? I ta- I know your phone was all funky. I tagged you in a picture on Instagram. It's wall worthy. Yes. Dear God. See, okay, so, but no, 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 no. If I can't have mine up there, you can't have yours. But it's a man and a woman. Her boob, her one boob is the same size as her head. She has three heads. She's... She is very beautiful, though. I'll give you that. I'm telling you, look, some people are just... What TV show is she on? That's Love Island. Love Island, there we go. The light-skinned black girl. I, she has a very unique name, and I think I think she's only 21. <laughs> You're like Ursula. You like took my voice away and, and I, said, huh? I'm not saying that because... Well, they don't make them like that. <laughs> yeah, I'm not saying that because, like... That's too young for me to date, which probably really is. But she doesn't look 21. No, she does and not. That's why I was like, look, what? Some people just come out of the womb perfect. And those are that is the pinnacle. That's the zenith of life is not fair. Some people win the genetic lottery. Um, this is an interesting... <laughs> this is an interesting theory. So Cardi B had to cancel a concert in Indianapolis last night because of some kind of security threat. Some people, some t- some uh, ticket holders, are disappointed and they scoffed at the reason given and angrily took to social media with speculative reasons for the post- postponement. Some people thought because Cardi B had tweeted earlier in the day in the support of Bernie Sanders, she had chosen to watch the debate over the performance. Can I give you some breaking news? Hit me. She was there. In Detroit? in Detroit, my friend um, Colin was like, oh, Cardi B canceled her thing. I hope she's fine. And I was like, dude, she's like 45 minutes away from us, hanging out with Bernie Sanders, of all people. Like, what do they have in common? Their views, socially, politically. They're loud. Yes. <laughs> okay. um, so, I don't know what time this show got canceled. But Two the, hours before. You, you can get to Detroit. From Indianapolis? Yeah. You're not like you come from L.A. No, but in, it, Cincinnati's three hours away. It's a. But they were in Indianapolis. But Indianapolis is parallel to Cincinnati. I'm just. No, it's not. I'm pretty anyway, sure it is. She can get there. She has resources and means, even if it's a private flight. Oh, you're talking about her. I thought you were talking about like the people down there going up to Detroit. Yeah, to see her. like oh okay, show got canceled oh. and she went to Detroit. She could use a phaser beam. <laughs> She good. Um, one last thing. I tweeted a friend of mine. It's on it's on Twitter. And I I, I respect Cardi and, and her talents and so on and so forth. <laughs> but there's a meme I saw and it's um it's a trash can that someone threw in a bowling alley and the trash can is in mid flight. Uh-huh. And it says I didn't know Cardi B could fly too. Oh, <laughs> Seven oh two. You're about to get some mail. Shortest marriages and engagements. Which do you personally know of? Next. Q Seven fourteen here on Q one oh five. This is the morning reboot. Eric and Floyd. We would love your calls and texts and comments. Four one nine two four zero one oh five five. Um, I had been I so. 
I use my notes app and I put tons of, mm-hmm. I use my note. I cannot lose my notes app. I'd rather lose contacts than my notes app <laughs> because I have so many like show ideas and bits and games that we can do. I've started using, yeah, I, I'd probably be lost without mine too. If, uh, if you ever find my phone, please send me my D pictures, <laughs> my boo pics, my dog pictures and my notes. So we can do the show. Something within the last week or so I had written down shortest marriages. Mm-hmm. I, it seemed like a fun topic to talk about. Kind of sad because things didn't work out or something awful and tragic happened. Mm-hmm. But it just so happened we're going we're gonna to hit that now after uh, Hannah's very short engagement. <laughs> very short. To Jed. Let me give you a couple other ones because w- when you think of shortest marriage ever, who do we think of? Britt Britt. Yeah. Remember the dude's name? Jason. Good. Jason Alexander. <laughs> I do. I was obsessed with her back in the day. Same here. Um, and I was jealous at the time. I thought I, had, I was like, she dropped Justin. I've got a shot now. Um, what is the shortest marriage or engagement that you're familiar with? And and I and that you personally know of, not like a celebrity. And this is not. If we touch on like, I I lost my husband in a carnival accident. Uh, that's terrible. I would still like to kind of hear about it. No, are we talking about they went through the full ceremony, like not courthouse? Oh, yeah. Like they had like they had invites, people sat there. Not like, I went to the courthouse, got married, it didn't work out. So like full on ceremony. Yeah. Ooh. 419-240-1055. I do know. I know. Now, when you so, put it that way, I know a I have a, I have a couple of famous ones mm-hmm. uh, from celebrities. And at the end of the day, while they are richer and do have more resources... And celebrity, um, they're human beings, mm-hmm. and human beings sometimes realize this is not going to work. And you've got to like, you got to, you got to pull the B word off. You just got to, <laughs> got to cut the head off. So Britney Spears and Jason Alexander, fifty-five hours. If I'm not mistaken, that was Vegas. Yes. Uh, Carmen Electra and Dennis Rodman. I remember that. Nine days. I was I was a young tyke. Uh, Cher, who is has been mentioned now for the second time on this show, <laughs> right. was married to uh, to Greg Allman, I believe from the band The Allman Brothers, for, and, for nine days. I said, and I believe a child was produced within those nine days, too. Mario Lopez and Allie Landry, who I long had a crush on. Oh, yeah, she's beautiful. 18 days. And I believe, I, I know he's kind of like a big personality now, but if I'm not mistaken, I think he cheated on her and was he's kind of a sleazeball. And he's also in trouble because he said something very, very, very transphobic yesterday. Mario Lopez? Mm-hmm. I'll bring up the story later for entertainment, but yeah, he said something. He's always... And, and <laughs> I was like, ooh, don't do that. Not that I'm Team Zach, which I am, but... He's, he seems to have had more more celebrity as an adult than he really deserves. I'm a Team Zach person, too. Next up. Oh, wait. That one doesn't matter. Uh, there were 32 days. And Drew Barrymore and Jeremy Thomas, 39 days. But didn't Nicolas Cage just get married for like two hours? That one, too. Okay. I was going to say, he just got married. And that's real because that's a that's a license. Yeah, he wanted that thing annulled real quick. We got a text message that says, so it's kind of reversed. So... They kind of were married for a while, but he said, my brother met a girl and married her within two weeks of knowing her. They divorced two years later. So that's kind of reversed. But they did still, like, you don't get to know someone in two weeks. I'm not surprised it lasts that long. Two years, yeah. Yeah, especially knowing two weeks, like 14 days. Maybe that's just how they, they tried to ride it out. They wanted to show everybody that we we were right. I don't want to sound wrong. Did he order her? 
Right. Like, I'm not trying to sound dirty. From a country that ends in Stan. Did he do a Google search? Um, So I, I hope they're not listening. I'm not going to say your names. Went to a wedding, and they planned it for, like, two years. They've been, they were together for a while. Huge, elaborate wedding. Beautiful, gorgeous. Yes, work. We're all sitting there. They do their vows. Four weeks later, a month later, and they know who I'm talking about now. I saw the other dude with another person, and I go, where's so-and-so? They're like, oh, yeah, we're getting a divorce. And I go, so it's like, I'll give them 32 days. 32 days. Like, they were together for, like, seven-plus years. Planned this wedding out for, like, a year and a half to two years. I wonder what changes. Like, I want to know what happened, too. Were like, they living together? Mm-hmm. I'll show you a picture of them, too. They hate each other now. I, I'm yeah. pretty sure they deleted and blocked you each think other. you'd find everything out after seven years. And when I see them out, they just avoid each other like the plague. Um, I have two quick uh, two quick stories. Um, and you can text or call with the shortest, um, shortest marriages you're familiar with. 419-240-1055. What? No, keep talking. I'm gonna... Two quick stories. Um, one. Go. Oh, God, I remembered who no, I was but... talking about earlier. Yeah, but... go ahead. Adrian Palicki. They were together for the they just got divorced. Yeah, they were only together for like two months. Yeah, now, now we're remembering all these stories that we do all the time. <laughs> exactly. I'm like, wait, that's a short marriage too. So if some people are familiar with the old show, and I think this story sticks with some people because some people, like, I have violated their morals. <laughs> I was kind of dating or romantically linked to a woman that I used to work with when I was living and working in Saginaw. Who was married? Mm. And I would not have, I, I did not like, she came after me. Okay. And I was very standoffish. I was very reticent about the whole thing. But it got to a point where I felt comfortable that this person did not want to be in this marriage. And I, I, I'm fairly certain I remember asking her, when did you know that this was, this was a mistake? And I'm not, I'm not saying I'm not saying any of this. I don't believe any of this to simply justify my behavior because after we kind of split up and I moved away, she wound up getting divorced and went on and married somebody else and had twins and blah blah blah. I was so, saying it would it would happen anyway whether you were there or not. Right, it was me or somebody she, else. It's just unhappy. And I, I I deeply cared for her, but I remember her telling me when I asked her, "When did you know this was a mistake?" She said, "The day I got married." <laughs> wow. Was she being sarcastic nope. though? Nope. Nope. Wow. Nope. Nope. I think she. I think. I recall her saying she believed she did it for her family. Like, they were happier that she was about to get married than she was. I don't want to, like, switch the subject, but I kind of want to know. because we're running out of time. No, no, I just want to know, like, people who have been divorced. I know problems happen, but, like, what was that turn? I know there's probably infidelity or, like, just differences, but, like, was it one of those situations you're like, God, I should have thought about this before I actually did it. Like, the divorce process, how do you bring that up after being married and with someone for so long? Like, my two guy friends, they were together for a long time, but when they got married, something clicked and didn't work. Like, what is that dynamic there? Like, is it, like, the contract of marriage? Is it they hand, like I said, to be the contract, they hand you a piece of paper saying, now you have to be together? Like, what is it? Is it, like... I think the answer to that, and I I believe in this, um, and maybe now more than ever, because people feel like they have more options out there, um, or, or it's more available to them, that people grow apart. Just like 
in a marriage you can grow together and, mm-hmm. and those people are the people that we see the old people who stay yeah. married for they're 88 they've been married for 88 years yeah. and they're still having sex right. but I do believe while some people use the available options to kind of force themselves to grow apart or they believe grass is greener when it really isn't but mm-hmm. I do deeply believe that some people just grow apart one person maybe is just content with where they've reached in their life mm-hmm. professionally and personally and yet another person like me no matter what age I am every day I wake up I want to be a little bit better a little bit smarter a little bit better of a person than when I woke up in the morning and if if somebody doesn't have a similar mindset to that that you're in a relationship with it's hard to grow together so there's nothing wrong with it people can just grow apart oh and also my friend hi who just texted me hey. talking about him said thinking the marriage is going to change things or fix things is also <laughs> is also one of those. It's kind of like we're gonna have a kid to fix it, but don't do that. Hi, friend. Don't told you, do I that. told you they were listening. But yeah, um, and also we got last thing on the text line said my sister in law was married and divorced within eleven months. That's short too. Yes, it is. But at least it's better that you you move on and cut that cord rather than you continue to ride it out because that's where things can get really ugly, especially for kids. So mm-hmm. seven twenty three with the morning reboot, more relationship stuff. You. Them or you. You hate it, <laughs> but you do it anyway. Next. Q105, sorry. It's Eric and Floyd. Good morning. 419-240-1055. It's kind of like our our relationship bachelorette hour. We can't possibly be <laughs> as much drama as this season or last night was, um, but we'll, we'll try. Um, we recently talked about your thought on this, but... Um, our friend, our new friend Bethany, mm-hmm. who visits with us on Friday, she uh, works in the development development department at TSA. By the way, I'm conducting an experiment with her on Friday. Uh oh, here with, with her husband's approval. Does that sound really like sexual? I hope so. <laughs> um, <laughs> Bethany, do you remember what she told us she was doing last weekend, and she was none too pleased? Yes. What was she doing? Yeah, being with the in laws. Yeah. Camping with the in-laws. Sorry, I blurred that, a little, slurred that together. And she said it was not glamping, which I, I didn't know what it was. Mm-hmm. Uh, apparently, glamping is... Glamping gl- is like when people are like, oh, we're going to go spend the weekend at the lake. We're going to be in nature. Like, no, you literally just bought a cabin that's kind of like a hotel. Calm down. And your air conditioner is <laughs> right, that- like a... You've got more electricity there than at home. Yeah, saving money in. So it wasn't that. <laughs> and I saw her complaining about all the mosquito bites. She posted a nasty-ass mosquito bite on Facebook. Ooh, was it bad? Yes. It, and it wasn't like her whole arm or whatever body part. It was mostly the bump. Oh, man. Um, I think that was Bethany anyway. I did see a nasty mosquito bite. So she was not pleased. She did not like it. But there are, there are sacrifices... That you make in a relationship, and you've been in one long enough now to know what this is all about. So I wanted to ask you, and I wanted to take some calls and comments, 419-240-1055. She did it because they make the in-laws happy. To make her husband. You, you do things in a relationship you do not like, but you make the sacrifice because your partner enjoys it. But can you do not like them, but then like you find yourself enjoying them even though you were literally 130% against it, like... Nilch, well, then, nada. Then like, it works. When it got brought up, I was like, Mm-mm. then it worked. Like that's great. You can give me that, but you. Okay. Can, but I really want something that you do that you do because you care for him or her in in the relationship, whoever. But you just don't like it anyway. See, I, the first thing that comes to my mind, and we've talked about, I don't like nature. 
I've never, he's a country boy and I'm a city slicker. So like he likes doing stuff out in the yard, gardening, nature walks, hanging out on the beach, which I did this past weekend. I loved it. But like, he likes doing stuff outdoorsy. And mm-hmm. I'm just like, like I, I just we always I always make a joke like well I'll be out there with my sun bon- my sunbonnet and my big Jackio glasses complaining the whole time like very very Beverly Hillbillies and they had that that cousin who was like from like the posh part of the world and it's like mm. so like for me I'm I'm just not a nature person but he but, loves it and you do it because you care about him I do and then I and I slowly find myself stepping out of my box I'm just like this isn't that bad. However, if you bring it up again, I'm still going to raise hell. 419-240-1055. Calls and or text messages. Uh, things you do that you dislike, but you obviously care for this person. So I, have, I have a question. Let yes. Me, let me like parse this even more with you. When you when he wants to do the nature things, when nature calls Stefan, <laughs> do have you learned to have you learned to like it or enjoy it, or are you just tolerating it? No, I've learned to like it because it's it's definitely I think in a relationship of any any sort you need evolution and you need like that to evolve. You can't just maintain a course. So with me, like I'm not gonna go out there. Would probably just be like, okay, we're just sitting in here doing what you want to do again, which is not probably what he wants. So like you know what I mean? You have to like just go with the flow, and then half the time you like it, half the time you don't. I'm just lucky and fortunate enough to know that I don't mind it. I have another thought, and I but don't... he does read. He does catch on when I'm irritated. He's have... like, "You're you're done with this, aren't you?" I'm like, "Absolutely." I have another thought, <laughs> kind of with that. But first, I four one nine two four zero one zero five five things that you do for the uh, you sacrifice for the relationship that you don't like um, doing. Does it get to a point where? He'll just stop asking you because you you've you've become too irritated with it. Where he knows that you're making the sacrifice, he knows that you're biting the bullet to do it. But I wonder if there will become there will come a point in anybody's relationship where they know you dislike it so much they just stop asking you. I, personally, for me, and I, if he would like, he's listening. I think so. He can elaborate too. But I think no because it's a challenge for both of us. Mm-hmm. We're both challenging each other. Like. I'm not a nature person. If you ever met my mom and my sister, we just don't do nature stuff unless we're barbecuing in the backyard. That's right. the closest thing we ever came to nature. But this challenges the relationship and ultimately the friendship to grow stronger. Like, I have now done more outdoor stuff this summer than I have within my past adult life. And I've enjoyed it. And I look forward to doing the next thing. Like, we went out this past weekend and I literally texted him. I said, thank you for this weekend, he's like, "Why?" I said, "Getting me out of my comfort zone." Yeah, I can't wait to do it again. No, nobody ever learned anything inside their comfort zone, right? And I, and it's one of those situations. There'll be a time when he's not around. I can do what I did with him with my nephew. Like, hey, let's go do something like this. What do you? What What do you? Four one nine two four zero one zero five five. Um, we'll grab that, and I'm going to ask you that other question. Hi, who's this? It's Mary. Good morning. Hi, Good Mary. Morning, Good morning. Mary. Good to hear from you. Uh, I don't have my coffee yet, so bear with me. <laughs> you sound great. <laughs> um, so we've, uh, my husband and I have been married for six years, and so right on the cusp there of you know the seven-year itch. But um, car shows, he loves car shows. Mm. And if you've been to one car show, you've basically been to them all. <laughs> Not to him. They're all the same cars. I don't understand, but he loves it, so I go with him. Has he reached the point where 
he's either like, I really, I really love you for coming to these with me, or you don't have to come to these anymore. It's totally fine. Like, where are you at with that? Oh, no. Well, like, we, we have two small kids. So, like, yesterday he wanted to go to a car show, but one of the kids was already in bed. Right. So he went by himself. He's like, it's just not fun by myself. <laughs> so he'd rather Aww. have somebody who's not having fun <laughs> than, than by himself, I guess. What's, so. what's his name? Matt. 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 G- give, Matt. Give me a weekend with Matt, and I'll, I'll teach him how to go to things by himself where he can enjoy himself. <laughs> I gotcha. Thanks, Mary. Okay. Go get your coffee. Four one nine two four zero one zero five five. As we uh, move towards wrapping this up, is there something that's defined that you do that's defined as like that? It's his nature. Like, like something I he, do, where he's he just like, like no. It. Um, I'm not sure. Like I said, we challenge each other, and we both squash it at the. So there's nothing that lingers on my mind right away. Like, do you take I'm sure there's to, something. Take him to brothers. <laughs> Never, I've never been to Brothers. And that's a shame. I'm sure your mom gets you in the VIP <laughs> My mom has been there. I know she has. <laughs> mom, mom will get you a pair of gators and you can go to Brothers. But I will say, I know we have the wrap up, but there, I have two friends, two separate couple friends, that both their partners and husband they are into Legos. And they are not. Like, they like building and constructing Legos. Like Because the they're adults. But, that, that's, but stuff, that stuff, like, to me, is cool. I would love to see someone build something, like, out of... A kid, I'm like, oh, that's kind of cool, but like, that's just me, and I get where they're just like, mm, I don't find this fascinating maybe, at all. Maybe they should date eleven year olds. That Legos are for adults. It says six plus. I just plus. <laughs> you're, <laughs> six you're, plus. You're really, you're really <laughs> stretching that plus sign. Is there something off the top of your head as we wrap up here um, that you would say? You just text me. Hold on, let's see. No, you didn't say anything. Is there something that? If I were to ever start dating someone, that there's just something that would force me out of my comfort zone that I would greatly dislike. Um, off the top of your head. Uh, yeah. What? Social, being social. Like yeah. maybe they are around like, country music. Mm, yeah. Like we're not hanging at Chevy's place every week weekend. It's just not going to happen. You're gonna get some Gator bots. <laughs> you go to Chevy's place. I'll be at Brothers. <laughs> Deal. With Donna. 7.45 with the morning reboot. Um, a big annual event, which got some heat most recently, maybe gone from TV. We'll do that before 8. No, me back. 7.53 on Q105. It's the morning reboot. We're glad you're here with us. You can text the show. Uh, 419-240-1055. Around 10 o'clock, shortly before that. You'll get the podcast episode of today's show. Uh, No songs, no commercials, all content. You can text Eric to our text number for that link. Good morning, it's Eric and Floyd. Before we get to entertainment and what is probably going away, at least from TV, Mm -hmm. did you see the the horrific story? And and maybe it's because it was over the weekend. I I, I figured it would be a bigger story, but maybe it got caught up in the fact that it was the weekend. I believe there was a dad somewhere in, in maybe New York, New Jersey. He left twins in the car, and, and you know, the unthinkable happened. Uh, you know how I feel about stories like that. So you didn't hear about the story? I'm, I'm, no, I just... I... Okay, so so there was that, and you can... Google, so I just rolled my eyes deeply, friends. You can Google dad who left twins in car, and, and obviously was... So that's that. I believe, as I was getting the show, getting our, our content ready for... For today's show, I have the new news channels on. Mm-hmm. I think our people, Melissa and Tim over at WTOL, had a story, a, a national one, or just one of those lifestyle things, mm-hmm. like not hard or local news. 
My mom had one of these signs for the dishwasher when I was a kid. It had it had clean and dirty on it. You familiar with that? No. Yeah. So you know, as opposed to having lights on the dishwasher, like there was a sign like clean and dirty, or you, you turn it upside down, or a, a magnet to, to identify something in the fridge. Mm-hmm. I think people have an idea of what I'm talking about. If I'm not mistaken, like I said, I was putting the show together, and I was watching this story out of the corner of my eye, because it, it, it talked about preventing hot car deaths, which you shouldn't need an effing news story to prevent. You should need common sense. I'm fairly certain it was a like handicap-type placard that you'd hang Mm-hmm. To remind yourself to get the kids out of the car. Like, Don't have children. <laughs> I, you're about to send me off on this deep end, and you know I know you hate the word triggered, but this, how in the hell do you forget your children? Let alone twins. That's two, and I they're know. not quiet. I know. I know. One kid is not quiet, let alone multiply it with another one. How do you forget children in the car? I remember watching a Dateline story. I'm sorry, going to go off a tangent. And the woman was a principal at a school and left like her infant in the backseat of the car for the whole duration of the day. After dropping one kid off at school, she went to work. Ma'am, you shot out two children out your vagina or they came out your stomach. How in the hell do you forget kids? I don't get it. I don't understand it. I will never understand it. If you call me ignorant, that's fine. I'd rather be ignorant about this than something else in the world. How in the hell do you forget children in the car? It makes no damn sense to me. None. None, none, none. Now, now you... Sorry. Ugh. Now you don't have to because now you can have that nice placard to remind you the kids. And honestly, and if I work at one of these stores that sell them, like Amazon, Walmart, Target, whatever, and I see you go through my checkout and it beeps, I'm going to throw it in your bag. I'm like, you shouldn't even deserve that child in that cart right now. You should not have a reminder of a child. Your focus on that child should be 24 hours, not... 22 hours because you forget that the car, child in the car for two hours, two hours of the day. Oh, I want to cuss so bad right I now. Re- I read this dad's story and it, it was, he sounded <sighs> truly contrite and remorseful. So, yeah, I would be too. So, so remorseful and hurt that I, I do wonder more than any other situation like this, how he forgot in the first place. Let's move on. Okay. Do you know what triggered people last, uh, I think back in uh, May or so? The Victoria's Secret Fashion Show. Actually, <laughs> what one of their... Nice pivot. <laughs> what one of their executives said. Let me go back and make sure I have this right. Um, it, so, whatever. But moving forward, the Victoria's Secret Fashion Show is likely not going to be on TV anymore. Uh, their, their chief marketing officer and vice president of public relations, who should know exactly how to speak in mostly all situations, he told Vogue that transsexuals shouldn't walk in Victoria's Secret Fashion Show because the show is fantasy. He did offer an apology, but he still got fierce criticism. So did Victoria's Secret. And as body image has been um, more of a thing for many, more of a cause for mm-hmm. many people of all sizes over right. the years, Victoria's Secret has come under fire. So they're taking it off of television. Well, says it will no longer air on television. So I'm guessing it'll be streamed on... On victoriasecret.com. <laughs> to up web traffic. Um, right. You're not wrong. Can I tell you that I've, like, I've never been a horny boy that's wanted to watch that? As, as, a, as a homosexual, I only watched it for the musical acts. And if I didn't like the musical acts, I had, I had no... I had no... 
no genuine pleasure to watch it. Are you still feeling your uh, your little Nas X number one Billboard slot? I enjoy him on social media. He is just a good, good, good fun time gal. He is. He, yes, he is. He, he is like Jaden, refreshing. <laughs> He's hilarious to all the junk we have to deal with, like ASAP Rocky videos, beefs, Cardi. Ca- I told my sister. I said he'll ride this out for as long as he will. I said, but someone's going to pick him up for like a sitcom or something. I'm not going to say he's going to be successful, but he's going to have like a sitcom or something. Um, Just something fun because he's, his personality needs to be seen by the world. This is actually not Lil Nas X story. It's a Blue Ivy Carter story. (laughs) She, like Lil Nas X, has made the Billboard Hot 100 with this. Skin skin just like pearls. The best thing in the world. Never touch for anybody else in your brown skin, girl. Skin just like pearls. The best thing in the world. I never treasure for anybody else singing. Time out. That little girl got a voice. Well, she better. (laughs) I was like, what? That is the beginning. She's also on the end of the song Brown Skin Girl from the Beyonce Lion King uh, album. So with her on it, she gets her first Billboard Hot 100 chart. Uh, And lots of people like that that track, the entirety of it. Uh, So she has one Billboard Hot 100 song. Her mom has 63. Her dad has 100. All right. Okay, girl. And, la- and Ma, you just... Donna, you wanted to be a nurse. And lastly, <laughs> um, you remember when I asked you, like, where do I know Titus Burgess from? Yeah. And you told... And I said, I didn't watch Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. And I asked you where else I'd seen him from. And no, no, you said, where else would I... You said, where did he come from, essentially? And I said, I just know him from Kimmy Schmidt and Broadway. And Broadway, that was the other yeah. thing. Do you know where I know him from? And it's because I watched him with I watched the video with him on Wendy Williams, and I'm going to play you some of that because he's still going. Oh, I need to watch it. It saved him. He's still going with the Andy Cohen. I said what I said. Um, he had a bow tie on. I think. Do you know why I re- recognized him then? The commercial. Yes. The Tide Pod or the yes. Unstoppables commercial. Yeah. That's where I remember him from. Yeah. Um, but he went to Wendy Williams. I said what I said. Yeah. And so. So Titus said something like, Eddie was wonderful to Titus, so I don't know what you're talking about. Now let's move along. (laughs) So obviously it was wonderful working, and and Andy might have been trying to trap you to say something, and you didn't say it. Titus will not be trapped. Okay. (laughs) I love him. No. We have way too much work to do. We have way too far more important things to talk about in this in this uh, nation right now, especially what is going on politically. So I wasn't going to waste time digging up something that happened a while ago. We've all moved past from it, and we've all learned from when it. When does that come out, by the way? There you go. I said what I said. I said what I said. He, I think he, he prefaced that to Wendy with, there's a reason he wasn't on your show for six years. I believe he's referring to Andy Cohen. I think people misinterpret who they see on the screen sometimes and then begin to have a relationship towards you based on misinformation. Again, I'm I'm fairly sure he's talking about Andy Cohen. Uh, Wendy asked him to clarify, saying, can you talk normal? What are you saying? Talk normal. Stop being Hollywood. No, I'm not being Hollywood. That's the problem. I don't know if um, 
Andy was trying to create drama or if he's misinterpreted he but this is what happened on some talk shows sometimes people ask a hard question or something something you're not expecting I don't think it was a hard question I just think it was a question that was irrelevant yeah like like move on and, and the fact that you had like the number one transgendered actress on the show and one of the highest paid out there people of color who are who happens to be gay and you ask a question like Eddie Murphy being homophobic or problematic back in the day they both were taken back right like Laverne Cox kind of was just like I'm not gonna answer that but Titus kind of was like oh no girl this is what we're not gonna do Let, let's offer our brief perspective here with what I think could have happened mm-hmm. plausibly Andy Cohen has always wanted to ask someone about this Eddie Murphy hating gay people 40 years ago <laughs> kind of thing two of the letters in, in this show of the LGBTQ plus thing. Right. And he couldn't stop himself from asking an irrelevant question <laughs> in that in that moment. And, and they both shut him down very professionally, but like I said, I got where they came from. Titus just kind of kept going where you kind of just like, okay, we get it. Unstoppable, though. Unstoppable. That's where I knew him from. 803 with the morning. <laughs> 803 with the morning reboot. We have some guests during our entire eight o'clock hour. Lots going on here in our community. By the way, um, TPD's Cops and Cones, the ice cream truck, made GMA, and that's Officer Hassan, who also can sing. That's on our Q105 Facebook page. 816, good morning. It's the morning reboot on Q105. It's Eric and Floyd. We have a full studio for uh, for the duration of the show. It's Eric, Floyd. We welcome back Kiri Sarabi from RFS Tackle. Hi, Kiri. Hey, how you doing, Eric? I'm good morning. Good. Are we going to let Heidi talk? Uh, I, I think so. I, I think we're gonna let her talk about what great job she does. Great job she does over at Rogers High School as one of our therapists and what she does and and how she uh, touches the kids on a day to day basis and helps them keep focused with during the school day. Great job, Heidi. Well done. Thank uh, you. Heidi is a friend of mine who also works with Kiri at RFS, and I've known Heidi as uh, we mentioned to people off the air here a couple minutes ago. We run in the same mental health circles. Yes. Um, Kiri, uh, I guess it's it's three good words if you're a parent, maybe for kids. Your dad, right? It's a little different. Back yes. to school. Back to school. First, uh, let's remind everybody what RFS does. RFS Behavioral Health. We are, we're uh, inf- are famously known for the, the tackle program that we run, which is a school-based mental health program. It's the largest clinical service school-based uh, program in Northwest Ohio, the most utilized program in Northwest Ohio. We service over uh, 13 school districts and 78 total schools. Uh, we ser- provide services into Defiance County, Fulton County, uh, Henry, Ottawa, Lucas, um, and we're the largest uh, school-based provider here in Seattle Public Schools. Is it a hectic time? It's been so long and we don't have kids. We we don't have to worry about this. What is the time getting like going back to school and especially kids these days? We know that they have different pressures heading back mm-hmm. to. Um, what's it like for them as they approach this time? I see a lot of anxiety. I think a lot of people are gearing up back to or going back towards school. Uh, I think kids have anxiety. Again, I think kids are uh, you know trying to transition from the summertime to back to school, to structure, to time management, to waking up early, uh, things of that nature. It does put a lot of stress on the families as well. Getting making sure that your childs are, are prepared for school, how we're going to get kids back and forth to school. So it does put a lot of uh, pressure on the child and the families as well. We're not quite there at school yet, but it will approach fast, especially as we hit August tomorrow. And I think last time we talked about uh, making sure kids are kept busy in different activities during the summertime, and you just talked about being on schedule. I guess one good idea would be, as much as no kid wants to hear this, maybe practice waking up early before <laughs> like the actual first day of school. 
Well, I would say adults as well. So, <laughs> yeah. so actually, uh, actually, just starting this Monday, I started waking up early as well. So I had to prepare myself as adult uh, to make sure that I'm up and getting and making the transition for the new school year as well. So I think the the, the whole family dynamic needs to start practicing that because it's going to get very yeah. hectic mm. in a very uh, few short weeks. Going to be a lot more ships passing in the morning bathroom, I guess. Absolutely, <laughs> Heidi. Uh, I know what you do, but tell me more about your day and who and how you interact with. Okay, so I, um, I'm i placed at Rogers High School, and I get my clients from there, so I see them during school as much as I can. Um, I schedule regular appointments at some points um, throughout the day if they have a study hall or a class that they can miss once a week or once every other week. Um, also, in crisis, if there's a crisis going on, then um, they can come see me or I can go to them. If they get in trouble, then I can go to them or my case manager can go to them and kind of work out with with the um, school administration and whatnot. So it's kind of like what you're doing is a, is a bit of a changing model as opposed to when, when I think we all were in school mm-hmm. where you went to the counselor to figure out what college you were going mm-hmm. to go to. And now some of those yes. counselors are, literally overwe- are a little overwhelmed because they can't deal with that and actual you know domestic or emotional problems. And that's where RFS and you guys come in. Very much, yes. We also work closely with the counselors as well, though, so that so that they we do keep them in the loop on what's going on because they do the the kids obviously also still use them for mm-hmm. some emotional mm-hmm. support what's one of the the things that you have dealt with in in semesters past uh something that is maybe a growing problem or something that parents need to keep an eye on as something that can help them cut th- certain behaviors off that help them cut behaviors the off. bad ones like things that parents can be aware of change in behaviors I and mean, we for us it's common stuff we're like we know because we know our moods but if right. you're a parent not used to dealing with with emotional psychological or mental health problems if your kid all of a sudden doesn't want to socialize anymore you could think it's just your kid being your kid whereas right. that could be a sign of something bigger right yes that could be even just um typical acting out is is a, a red flag um, there's typically a deeper issue. So just talking and communicating with your kids is very important. Carrie, back to you, or uh, Carrie and Heidi from RFS Tackle. Um, as a dad, but also uh, at RFS, how, how do you go through both and maybe offer some insight to parents to what we just talked about? Because I, even when I go out and do speaking engagements, I don't envy parents who have teenagers because I could never figure out what the difference is between a kid just acting out and being a teenager and maybe the beginning of a real problem. It's very difficult, and I, and I think just to piggyback off of what Heidi was was speaking about is that you know uh, making sure that you're communicating with your child on a day to day basis. First of all, eighth grade to freshman year is one of the biggest transition a kid makes in his young life. It's huge. It's it's a lot of pressure. You're going from an elementary school or to a junior high school that only has three four hundred kids to now to a school up to a thousand students. Sometimes that that you know statistically that's where most kids either take the you know the fork in the road or the right or the left turn and but being observant of your kid, as Heidi was speaking about, is, is being withdrawn, uh, friends, not socializing with friends, not being involved with activities, uh, isolation, acting out, things that maybe he hasn't been doing because that's a lot of pressure. And, some, and, and a lot of times, Eric, the kids just don't know how to verbalize how they feel. So it's natural for them to start picking up behavioral problems and start acting out. Floyd? Is there a certain part in the, like listening to you guys, is there a certain part in the school year where the stress level is heightened like you know it's coming like like 
like test midterms or like college. Like, like, is there a certain point, or like, even like for athletes, like maybe a big game is like, is there a certain point where you're just like, you're gonna be like, oh, I know this overload's gonna come towards me, and you're just ready for it. Usually, usually second quarter and fourth quarter. Okay. So the first, we call it the honeymoon stage. Okay. Uh, first quarter, everyone comes in, it's usually pretty well, everything goes pretty smooth. Second quarter, people start getting, you know, very comfortable. Transition starts to happen. Um, some people at that point in time, like we talked about, will hook up with the wrong crowds or mm-hmm. vice versa. Uh, they may take that left turn and then fourth quarter is just basically uh, we call it the perfect storm it's uh summer great weather happening it's kind of coming out of the hibernation from mm-hmm. winter time and uh school's getting close to ending and at that point kids are just like hey it's time <laughs> heidi can i ask you a, a, a clinician's question and get your expertise on this some of my my like uh, I like to call them my my Avengers friends of mental health heroes, and I know they are uh, they're not they're not happy or they really don't go with a lot of diagnoses for kids that are like under the age of eighteen because right. brain hasn't fully developed yet. And I want to get your take when because a lot of people will, will ask me they'll message me privately or whatever. Hey, my my kid has been diagnosed with like bipolar or depression at like fifteen. Do you feel it's better to shy away from an actual diagnosis until young adulthood? Um. Uh, Sorry if I put you on the spot there. And Carrie, no. by all means, your expertise is welcome as well. <laughs> no, um, personality disorders you should stay away from. I mean, yeah, I, yes, I've heard people misuse terms such as bipolar um, for young children. And I'm like, that's not... It, it, you don't fit criteria simply right. by age. Not to mention anything else because people are obviously undereducated on mental health. So, and there's um, more than that. We we we're talking about like schizophrenia, bipolar, mm-hmm. borderline, as right. opposed to depression or anxiety, which can be clearly yes. in, in any human being. And a lot of times, those are simply just like I think we can all agree that treat the symptoms, not the name, because right. that's where we all do what we do to fight the stigma of oh, well, you're bipolar, so I want to feel better. Right, <laughs> right. And even with um, even with. Because I work mostly with adolescents, they might show more signs of something like bipolar or uh, borderline. You can still treat the symptoms without diagnosing that. So that's really important, yes. Um, Properly diagnosing is also important. So anxiety and whatnot, that shows up a lot more in kids now than it did like when we were Mm -hmm. younger. there is no drama with our AOL instant messenger names. Oh my God. Like there is Facebook and, and there's Snap. There wasn't. No, oh. no. Did you, did you? Were you like XOXO Heidi sixty nine? No, no. She's a floozy. <laughs> no, but there was a lot of drama with that. Right. And More I'm, so now, though. But you, the and point I'm young is, enough to. I mean, I was in junior high, even elementary school, bef- with AOL. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. that was a problem, but. Yeah. It only grew. Right. I mean, that was... We can escape from, from a lot of the stuff. A lot of the stuff, Curious Dad, you know, it, it can follow them home. Mm-hmm. I mean, the drama, we, we have every song we could want in our mm-hmm. in our pocket. Well, kids have a lot of drama that they bring home that we could get away from. Absolutely. So. I mean, just like you just talked about, I mean, the social media is huge as well. Yeah. I mean, yeah. And, and, yes. and we... I, I predict, and I'm, I'm sure it's already happening, but there will be a diagnosis here shortly for... Uh, for cell phones and, and, mm-hmm. and there actually I just saw something on the World Health Organization uh, last night has actually uh, said that video games are now going to be part of a mental health 
uh, diagnosis. We were talking about this briefly uh, earlier as we wrap up here with Heidi and Kiri from RFS Tackle. Um, I pulled up the favorites on my phone and I could only <laughs> I only have my dad's phone memorized. Like right. I, I could not call yes. Floyd if I needed to. I'm literally laughing because I don't know my mom's phone number. No. Yes. <laughs> that, I do not. That's common. <laughs> uh, you guys work predominantly with TPS and, and other places. How can parents and anyone else listening um, tap into your resources you guys have? Uh, you can reach us at rfstackle.com um, and go to our website or you can contact our main office at 419-693-9600 and we'll happily uh, provide you information that you need and tell you what schools that we're in and how we can help your child. And Heidi will be at one of our great local Mexican restaurants. Loma Linda's. <laughs> 827 with the morning reboot on Q105. As promised, full studio uh, this whole hour, 8.39 now, on the morning reboot here on Q105. It's Eric and Floyd, his water bottle. Yes. We should introduce your water bottle every day. because There's a different one every day. I've just now noticed that it's different every day. Yeah. What's this one? This is Mario, old school Mario. The flower and the bloop, bloop. You got to wear it with the shirt. Which one? The Mario shirt <laughs> with the fire flowers. You know I'm old going on like, tw- know, I'm a 12-year-old boy. <laughs> Uh, let's welcome in our, our guests. We finally caught up with them. Sam and Logan. Logan girl, Sam boy, because the names could be interchangeable. <laughs> welcome back, friends. Well, welcome back. You might have heard them on the show back earlier in the spring. They are Midstory, and they're back here again, one, because we're going to remind everybody what Midstory is. But the big event is Saturday. Yes, it is. Sam, I'll let you start. I know you guys, you look a little stressed. I can feel the tension. <laughs> you can feel the tension. Sam, remind everybody, what's Midstory? Yeah, so MidStory, we're a local nonprofit based here in Toledo, Ohio, and our focus is really on retaining, cultivating, and attracting youth in the public through using creative storytelling and solutions-oriented projects. So right now we have a summer program uh, running uh, alongside um, our other programming that's in the summer with a youth uh, high schooler a high school think lab and a college internship program. We've got around 20 students with us over the summer, and we're just excited to get the August 3rd coming along where uh, you know we're going to showcase some of these students works if i could give the short version of what you just said mid-story is would it be okay to say you guys want to find and produce stories that could potentially go viral or to raise the awareness of what we have here logan sure. is that good yeah okay good. Good <laughs> okay good. um logan tell me about august 3rd the gala that's coming up yes yeah, so this coming saturday um we are having a huge event that's happening at the downtown toledo train station um it is a gala slash expo is what we're calling it because it's both a celebration and a showcase of all of the incredible organizations and businesses here in toledo we'll have 100 plus exhibitors doing interactive activities um, at the event um, everything from small nonprofits to large nonprofits to local businesses we have food trucks there uh, we have live music. The mayor will be speaking um, partway through the evening. We have a mini car show. Just something for everyone there. We're going to have children's events as well as family friendly. Uh, it's just going to be huge and great. So we hope everyone can come out. Floyd, um, I, I follow these guys on Facebook. Mm-hmm. I'm curious if you have seen their uh, the ad for this on yes, Facebook. It's okay. amazing. It is a very flashy. <laughs> yeah. uh, I, I would hate to say untoledo like because I don't want it, any... no. It is. I was like, I was like, where is this place? <laughs> it's it's a high level yeah. production. So that, that is mid story, and hopefully, yeah, I'm we, excited. We can weave all this together. Um, Logan, I guess, I don't want to say first and foremost, but when you say food trucks, you get people's attention. Who are some of the food trucks lined up? Yeah, so we've got Rosie's, we've got Deets, uh, we've got... The heavy hitters. We do. Bistro. Bistro Burger. Mm. We've got um, Snowy Days. We've got Lyle's. 
Um, the crepes, right? Yes. yes. Crepe? No. Yep. Something for everyone. And yeah. Ice, yeah. Some ice cream. I, I actually. We just, yeah, we just landed we just in an landed ice, ice cream, cream truck. So. I like the, uh, there's an Italian ice one. I like that one. It's a shaven was... ice? I forget. <laughs> okay. I forget. You want to pick the only one we didn't get. I know. <laughs> I know. I know. I, I go to events for things other than food trucks. Logan and Sam for Midstory, the uh, Expo Gala at the train station, which I didn't, I was, my geography was off. Floyd, where is it? It is, oh, oh you asked me this yesterday and I gave you the perfect. Behind San Marcos? Behind San Marcos. It's kind of like in like a little valley. Like, you go down to it, like, you don't know it's there. I remember taking my sister to the train station for somewhere she was going, and I was like, why are we going on that side? Why are we going? And we went there, and I was like, wait, this is a nice area. It's definitely, um, the reputation precedes itself. It's, it's a very, 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 very nice facility. Yeah, it's well, up on the third the third floor, mm-hmm, so there's an entrance yep. downward that you actually go on if you want to get on a bus, yeah. and then you have to go up on um, MLK Junior Drive to actually get to the place itself. Uh, if you've seen the ad, you know that the, one of the taglines is a city in transit. Sam, right. could you talk about that a little bit? Yeah, so, you know, I think we know we're all moving forward. And we're looking forward into our future. And with that, you know, we want to bring everybody all aboard. Um, and it's kind of a metaphor where we're as a group of strangers moving the same direction, having a shared direction and destination. So I think with that, you know, we're bringing o- over 100 or so exhibitors, all local institutions in this area. And they're just going to be sharing their story that evening with uh, the community. And hopefully it's going to be both a gala and an expo, a community celebration and a way to showcase all the great institutions that we have here as Toledo and this region. A couple of final questions. I hear gala and I think black tie. This is a family-friendly event, right? Um, is There is no dress code. Is there attire? There is no dress code. <laughs> gala can be a scary word. Yeah. We're bringing it you know, down to the, the public level. I like that. No exclusivity here. I like that. I like that indeed. No dress code, just wear clothes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Please be clothed. Uh, mid-story Sam and Logan. How did, you, how did you guys pick that location? Obviously, Sam spoke to the metaphor. There's our lawnmower guy. <laughs> Every Wednesday around this time, he is a tran- oh, he's a weed whacker. So, um, Logan, how did you guys pick that specific venue as opposed to maybe other places you looked at? Because it's not a... Floyd, I can't think of other things that have used it. The, the, the train it's, it's a great facility, though, but yeah. I like to hear her explanation, yeah. but I... I get it. It's a nice place. Yeah, I mean, it's an incredible facility. We had kind of peripherally known about it. um, And when we actually went into the space, I just think one day it's open to the public during the daytime. We just walked, like, waltz right in. It's gorgeous. Um, He has... A chainsaw now? Oh my god! I'm sorry, guys. It looks like it looks like a horror movie outside. Hey, you! Hello? Hey, can't hear us. Sorry, guys. My apologies for the interruption. Knock at him. You can't hear me. It's fine. Nothing. I apologize so much. I've never been to this venue, venue, so I'm very much looking forward to it. Yes. Final thought. It's free as well, right? Yeah, it's free. I also want to make a note about parking. Yep. So there's, um, we're going to be closing off some roads around there. There's some small parking lots we're around the that. event. <laughs> Closed um, off roads. <laughs> and then we also have, we're going to have parking and shuttling that happening in the Vistula oh, awesome. Garage. Awesome. Um, as well as the Farmer's, uh, market. The farmer's market parking lot. Good so. you know. And the Times. The time outdoor space opens at four. That's when music and food starts. Five o'clock, the indoor space opens with all the exhibits. Awesome. Uh, Vishala Garage is down by Cherry Street across from the yes. hotel. And Farmer's Market, we know that one. Uh, last thing, social and websites to track you guys down so we can get more information. Yeah. Social media handle, Midstory Toledo. Um, website, www.midstory.org. You guys rock. I'm looking forward to this. Sam and Logan from Midstory. Yep. We'll see you Saturday, 846 on the Morning Reboot. Uh, 8.57 on Q105, the morning reboot.
that was not making that noise 15 seconds ago. <laughs> because that dude hates us. We've uh, we've gotten hey. to a, Yes, exactly. Uh, we've gotten to a lot of things. Uh, the, more details on the Walmart flash mob. There was a, They were actually uh, causing a lot of chaos. Um, a lot more chaos than just doing a flash mob. So that's earlier in the show, and you can get everything else from uh, since we got on the air at 5.30 this morning. Text Eric to 419-240-1055 to get the podcast, which is lawnmower-free early in the morning. You know what doesn't make this type of noise? A snowplow. I said what I said. Look, I don't like having that on the air, but I don't like, I don't want winter weather here. Uh, our friend, uh, our friend, and, and all of Toledo's friend, uh, Jaden Jefferson from mm-hmm. uh, Maumee Valley, is is just blowing up everywhere. You have your Twitter up? Mm, I do. How many? So this morning, when we first talked about Jaden, he had I'm on eight. His Twitter more than I am. I don't mind. <laughs> he had eighteen thousand followers. He had about two last week when he visited with us. He's been all over CNN and MSNBC. What's he at now? Eighteen point seven k. So not much movement. You know how um, many I have? He one hundred thirty-seven. Whatever. I'm that mad. <laughs> but you're a great draft queen. Um, Jaden was on CNN actually kind of previewing the debate yesterday afternoon, not in the middle of the day where all the yelling happens, mm-hmm. but the real analysis. Jaden Jefferson is with me here. Jaden, good to see you. Nice good to, to see, see you. you. A pleasure. Oh, it's a joy for me to be here. It's so. a joy. It's a, it's a joy. joy. Now, Jaden, it is July, and um, it was summer camp just not like challenging enough. Like The kids at camp aren't reading the Mueller report. Like why? Why are you here, my dear? Well, summer camp, I've never been that kind of person. I'm that person who's like, I want to do my own thing during the summer. So usually I don't do summer camps. It's either me just sitting at the house, uh, during, just sitting down and watching TV, watching the news, or it's me going out and shooting stories like I did this summer. So let's talk about the news and your story, your big scoop with Senator Warren. Like, What, what, what was she like, and have you had an opportunity to interview any of the other candidates? Like, who's, Who impresses you the most? Well, when I interviewed Elizabeth Warren, that was the only presidential candidate I've interviewed. And after shooting the interview, I wasn't thinking much about it. I'm just like, oh, yeah, I got an exclusive with Elizabeth Warren. But then, no big deal. But then when I got all the media attention, I was like, am I actually here right now? So it was just a shock. And interviewing her, she treated me like any other reporter. A lot of people pointed that out on Twitter, is that she didn't treat me like I was a little kid. She took me seriously. Did you feel like that? Did you feel like that from her? Um, No, I didn't feel like I was being treated like a little child. I felt like I was being treated like a journalist, which I want to be treated anywhere I go. So that was CNN. Hell. And (laughs) getting an exclusive is a big deal. Like... At some point, getting an exclusive with Jaden will be a big deal. Like, no, I'll I'll only talk to K100. <laughs> no! Uh, and then he was interviewed by... I woke up this morning and I saw this was on MSNBC. Off the Elizabeth Warren interview yesterday. Uh, thanks for joining me. Oh, no problem. I'm glad to be here. Great. Well, look, what did you want to get out of your interview with Senator Warren? What did you want to learn? And do you think there's anything about your interview that might be different than, than others? I would say that the one thing that really made my interview different from others is that it was exclusive. No other news uh, organization had gotten that interview. Although I've gotten some people on uh, social media say, well, this wasn't exclusive. She's done this with other people. Well, there's a lot of exclusive interviews, but the thing about exclusive interviews is that they're exclusive. So they're all unique, but they're all exclusive. You know, you're speaking our language because we love to tout exclusives. I love that. I'm keeping that audio forever. <laughs> so For, good. Forever. Um, yeah, one day an exclusive with him will, will be a big deal. 
everybody gets some kind of like job training. Um, I hope this isn't too like inside baseball. No, no pun intended. When. Um, like when a, when a high school kid goes to Ohio State or to Michigan, or then when they graduate and they go to the NFL, mm-hmm. they get media training. Like you've heard athletes say the same thing over and over and over, right? Because they're trained to say that, so that they don't release strategies or anything right. else, the or they way- don't put their own foot in their mouth, right? <laughs> the Elizabeth Warren interview yesterday. Uh, thanks for joining me. Oh, no problem. I'm glad to be here. It's like somebody trained him how to do that. It's unbelievable. Right. <laughs> it's it's uncanny, absolutely. Yeah. And he's so refreshing. I just I just love that schooling. Well, that's the thing about exclusive. I'm like, <laughs> that's all he had to say to me. I'm like, oh, you're right, you're the, right. That's the thing about exclusives. <laughs> that they're exclusive. They're exclusive. And I go, Ooh. if he wasn't. Do you think the interview was over? And like when they went to commercial, the producer of CNN was like, well, he was right. <laughs> he <just> no. <laughs> That was good though. It was no. good. I, I, when he was talking in the first one about being the only one to get the Elizabeth Warren interview, I, I briefly think, wow, that means like nobody from WTOL got one, nobody from Thirteen got one, nobody from the Blade got one, and and anything. But I think every every news source, like everyone, should be totally elated for Jaden. Yeah, because it, usually every time there's a Toledo story, it's. And only in Toledo story. Mm-hmm. I'm sure in some way, shape, or form, the Steak and Shake, you know, got some level of... <laughs> right. Oh, look, there, stanky-ass Toledo. <laughs> but no. We are... We're, we're Jadenville we now. We are home of multi-Emmy Award winner pending, okay? Right. 903 with the morning reboot. Text Eric to 419-240-1055 to get the podcast link. <laughs> this is where we go home and think about what we're doing in our lives wrong. Because he's, he's doing something. I want to do this show like that guy mows that lawn because he is dedicated. This grass grows quick. (laughs) Can we talk about this grass? This is like a... The best analogy I can think of, it it, it seems like an SNL or a Sesame Street skit where it's almost kind of a joke. Like, oh, they're about to flip the mics on. Right, yeah. And the man who cut like one... One leaf off the tree and then walked away with a like ex- an eight foot chainsaw. <laughs> you know what? Ha- do it because I ain't gonna do it. I am not. I'm not mowing no grass. So you go ahead and mow that lawn. Let me cut this up too. We're saving a lot of audio today. I said what I said. <laughs> Q105 Studio, sponsored by Nationwide 